Are you Mandalorian? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. Three men and a baby Yoda podcast. Matthew, Dylan, Callan. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. Joining me as always tonight, Callan Gardner, father of two. Did Collingwood win on the weekend? I believe they did, so he's in a good mood. How are you, my friend? I am happy and uh, it's good to be here, Matt. And uh, it's good to get a win, not second last on the ladder. I know this isn't an AFL podcast, but um, yeah, happy to be last your second last, I'm uh, pumped with a bit more Star Wars injected into the veins in the last few days, so it's been good. Deal. How you been, man? Good. Manly got a win over the weekend. Pretty happy with that. Um, wins all round. Yeah, that's it. Except for you, mate. No, my team lost. And uh, <laughs> it also lost 50-50 nil as well in the NRL, so not a good weekend. For me. Yikes. Uh, Big yikes. Yes. Um, good Star Wars this week, though. Yeah. Plenty of Star Wars. Now, just before we go into the Star Wars, because we have, if you go back a few episodes, we were pumped for May 4. We thought we were going to get some sort of Disney Investor Day Mark II. And the good people over at Marvel, um, here I am, you know, I'm raising my child. I'm, it's bath time. It's, you get trying to just nod off to sleep around 10 p.m. if you can to get a good four hour sleep. May 3, 10 p.m. And Marvel release the next five years worth of uh, movies. Not only that, they throw in a little bit of Chadwick Boseman, Stan Lee narration, and it hits you right in the feels. I text yeah. Dylan, holy fuck, probably six <laughs> times. We watched the trailer five times over over the telephone and then discussed. Dylan, your thoughts there? Man, that was like... If if Marvel couldn't have gotten my my juices flowing, I won't name those said juices, but oh my god. I think you and I both over the phone probably exchanged some digital tears, some digital holy fucks, like a lot. Um yeah, I'm it, it's pumped me back up for Marvel again for sure. What what do you reckon? I think so too. I mean, you know, and we all thought, oh, you know, Marvel's gonna set the scene. It's over to you, Lucasfilm, and we waited and we waited. I mean, we built the Bad Batch, which was great, but it was, uh, you know, and then, you know, I'm just refreshing, you know, got any of those Star Wars updates, and uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah, we, we didn't see a lot of uh, activity, did we? No, we how, how did you absorb the day? Well, I, as you guys are well aware, I'm not the biggest Marvel lover compared to you two. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that trailer came out. So I <laughs> didn't ask you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I was pretty disappointed. I, by the fact, I think having the bad batch that's seventy minute, seventy five minute, whatever it was, that really made it a little bit easier, I guess. And um, other than that, it was sort of like it just, yeah, it was a bit of a uh, after. It wasn't really. I thought they yeah. would have given us something. I feel like the day just like, fizzled out at the end of the day. Like I they feel like missed an opportunity. Yeah, I think I got it. I think I I hyped myself up so much, much like Matt. It was just refreshing the whole day of what's out, what's out, what's out, and then right. I'm not even kidding. As I was in bed 
probably about to fall asleep. My phone was going ballistic with Matt's holy fucks, and then I was wide awake yeah, for the next hour after that. But um, usually I don't even bother looking. Matt's already got a, a message coming through two and a half seconds after the the announcements come through, and there was nothing. It was just yeah. a busy day at work, and then so I think I think they actually probably holding back clearly, but they lost an opportunity. I think to release some things, they could have released. Do you think, do you think on Marvel's side of things, it was strategic? Like, do you reckon they were in the back? Like, Oh, well, Lucasfilm haven't released anything. Well, let's, let's throw this out. Like maybe it was May May three for Marvel. So it was before May four. So, but I mean, I think it was just more Marvel, just uh, maybe Marvel knew that obviously the same company that you, that Lucasfilm had no plans to deliver anything. So they thought, well, this is our opportunity to do it. And also, yeah. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out May 6th. So, you know, that's May 4 is a holy day and it's, you know, Star Wars day. And if you if you got work that day, you just call in sick or you <laughs> take your life leave or annual leave or whatever leave you need to take, carer's leave. Um, you just sit down, watch the Clone Wars, you watch Star Wars, you do whatever you need to do to get through the day. But I mean, it was it was it was sad. I mean, I, I thought we would get some things, but this, the Twitterverse was a buzz. There was lots of chat. I mean, Cal, how are you? Uh, how are you finding your first week in the Twitterverse? Yeah, she's a she's a rough. She's got some rough waves um, at the moment. I just realised I've got seven notifications. I don't one hundred percent know. I feel like I'm a hundred years old trying to figure it out, <laughs> um, and. Yeah, I'm finding it at um, slow but surely. I think I did a couple of retweets and, you know, twitted a bit. Um, I'll get there. <laughs> You'll get there. Well, it's, uh, it's all a bit of fun and it does make, uh, depending on who you watch and who you listen to, it does make things interesting. So we what we did get on May 4th, Besides all those uh, Star Wars stories and nostalgia tweets from me, mostly was we did the first episode of the Bad Batch, and that 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 was an absolute beauty. I mean, just before I mean, we're going to we're going to deep dive into it, but how did you? We'll just go. How, how did you feel overall with the episode? Deal. Um. Yeah. I'd- I think I was pretty pretty excited after watching it. Going into it and finishing the episode, I, I felt pretty much the same excitement throughout. So I think it set the I think it set the scene for a really really good series, especially now that we know a little bit more about Clone Force ninety nine. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, if I was to give it a score, I think first episode. I'll say that. We'll, we'll say that for the end. Just just general high level right. thoughts, Cal. What about you, mate? Yeah, I agree with Deal that it, it kept it pretty it was pretty consistent the whole way. Like a good it was good energy the whole way. I sort of I don't know, it's just generally in these instances at the end I was like, oh, I've got to wait. Mm. So it was like I guess that's a good thing. Um wait so, three days. No, like, wait three days, yeah. But it was um no, I I enjoyed it. I loved the fact it was, you know, seventy minutes. Um and uh, yeah, no, it was great. It was a great app, and I'm looking forward to banging through it now. Going a bit more detail. No, definitely, I agree. I mean, I loved. I mean, I love the fact. I mean, we, we watched we watched the bad the bad batch backdoor trailer in, in season seven, and when we watched it, we I mean we took it because it was more Star Wars. But 
I don't know. I, I didn't feel that connected to the group, and you you, weren't, you you didn't seem invested in this. But now, you know, they've really put a lot of effort and thought into the storyline. And, and from what I'm hearing, is you know, this was this was made in 2019. So, you know, there's talk. There are similar similarities between you know some of the Mando storylines and stuff, um, some mm-hmm. of the themes. But um, it sounds like this was made beforehand and stuff. So. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. It's uh, it's new content. I'm invested now. I love these characters. And uh, let's go into the episode, into what was probably my favourite bit of episode one and probably season to date. And that was just the opening scene. I mean, you know, it's almost like they, they, they wanted to remind all you Clone Wars fans, here is Clone, Clone Wars season eight, The Bad Batch. You know, and we start with the narration, and then my favorite bit was just seeing Depa Balava and Young Kanan, yeah. and, and that, that just blew my mind hole. Like, let's call there was out. Talk, there was talk call about that. Mm. Called it out. I had a feeling that we would. I knew it's there would be. We, you know, we'd see Force users, and we would go back before Order Sixty Six. But I didn't think we would see Young Caleb Doom, and that was just. You know, for the first five minutes, I was just like. Is that Freddy? Is that Freddy? Mm. Freddy? Is it Freddy? Mm. And then it's like, and then I was like, you know, stop doing that annoying "Is it Freddy?" voice, and just waited for the credits, and and it was like, you know, Jedi puberty hits a bit later on, but <laughs> um, you know, that was that was just so amazing to see to see the the connection between him and his masters, and then Order sixty six. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Cal, tell me your thoughts there, like. Did the tears flow? No, tears not quite. I think it was um, – I loved – I think it started it so well. Um, and the I, – it, I did chuckle how deep his voice was, so that made me laugh. Um, it was the deepest voice for a 12-year-old I've ever seen in my life. But, um, yeah, the – I loved that first step and you, that you felt it straight away, the connection to the whole – the rest of it, like – Essentially set up the series. So you've got that connection to the force straight away and you're like, okay, you know, that was happening on all these other planets. So, and it was just one probably of many. And the fact that, that it was Caleb and then the and Hunter and everything when they came and it was just, and they really had no idea. I loved that. It was, um, it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it, it made the rest of the app. I was just so much more engaged. Um, so I think they started it really, really well. And that, I think that was a Matt Mole exclusive um, from last last step. <laughs> it was a call. One from one. So, Deal? One from one. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, similar to you, Matt, I think when we saw Depot, I think we both looked at each other like, oh, no way. And I had that moment. But I think for me, I'm so invested in lately the – I don't want to say the the lack thereof, Jedi and the Force. I think the it's nice to see some Star Wars where it is focused on something other than, I guess, the Force and a little bit more driven towards the character development side of things. For me personally, it's like just for example, you got Mando, where really we didn't see a Jedi or a lightsaber until the very end, and now with Bad Batch. Besides, I guess, the start of this Order 66, we have oh, it's focused on these clones. So I think it gives us a little more uh, of a wider thing 
uh, to experience and specifically the the indiv- individuality of these clones is just so perfectly played out. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited to see how they explore this a bit further. I think episode one for me was just that setting, um, setting the play up for uh, for success. And I think we've seen the emphasis that's been placed on a few of these characters and their their possibly their greatest storyline and story arc ahead. So. I think it did a really, really, really good job of setting that up. So very, very exciting. No, it was a fantastic opening. It really, really was. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, we saw old school Star Wars, like Order 66 from another, another plot point, um, mm. you know, on the, on the planet of color. And then you also see the clone Force 99 going, you know, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And you see that, you know, four of them have their inhibitor chips not working. And then you see an effective hunter, oh, sorry, Crosshair. Oh, uh, sort instantly, of instantly hated him. Instantly hated him. Mm. I was, I was I, a straight I remember, hate. The, I remember I the episode, um, like a, this was probably maybe three or four episodes back. I remember saying, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see Crosshair and I want, I want to learn all about him a bit more. And now we've got into this, I'm like, dude, I fucking hate Crosshair. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that snake-standing jerk. I basically, I basically said, I go, I go that effing dog. And I, and Look, I was, to his credit, I think, uh, to his credit, he, he can't really control it 100%, no. but at the same no. time, yeah. No, I hate him. Now, <laughs> I would love, I would love them to release, you know, like the main out of the Mando, the making of the Mando show. They did a little thing at the end. I would love, I would pay good money to watch the making of the Bad Batch because I, I read a report today that D. Bradley Baker, who voices everyone, mm. doesn't just do one line for all the lines for one character and then does the lines. Then he actually does the, no. in the order of the script. Yes, no way. So he is That's like you. one minute he's Hunter. Then his wrecker, and he's just like you know, just Holy dropping in and out of characters. It would it would be like this. Oh, it would be so weird to, and awesome to watch, and it'd be pretty funny. How does he yeah, handle because- that? He literally doesn't miss a beat. That's insane. Props to him. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not like immediate. Like yeah, but immediately like a podcast. Yeah. Like I'm sure there was like this is the line, and then this is the line. Like it's not like he's not just spitting it out one take. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, it's still impressive, no, though. It is yeah. very impressive. And I mean, I guess that is his job. So, uh, it's, mm. he, he does it very well. And, uh, I'm sure this is a very, very good little super top up for D. Bradley Baker being, you know, the one and only star of the show. Um, but no, Sorry, really- I've got one thing. How was, how sick was that force jump? Mm. Straight over the canyon. I thought he was going to go down. Yeah. And then I was like, no. That, that was very, very good. And it really, I was actually, I was just watching a little, I was watching you know, the episode again just before we got on, just, just in case I miss anything just or any pickup or something. Now, I really feel like there is an opportunity now. Now that we've seen what we've seen, another exclusive here, I think we could see a Kane and Jarrus prequel animated series. Um, mm. How we get from mm. escaping from Order 66 to becoming, you know, um, Spectre 1. Yeah. That is actually something I would 
be keen to watch, being as invested as I am into Canaan. It would be good to see. Um, I'd say not, not, a, not a live action movie, but you know, it, it's 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 an animated potential. Um, the forming of Rebels, prequel to Rebels, very very possible. Ooh, very so do you feel yeah. like that was the last we've seen of him? That we're going to see of him? Uh, I don't think you'll see him anymore in this show. No. Yeah. Um, I feel like he served his purpose. He was mm. really to bring in old and new fans, um, bridge that gap. You know, yeah. you in in one scene you have Deepa Balaba, who you last saw in The Phantom Menace. Yeah. You see Kanan Jarrus or Caleb Doom, who you've connected only from Rebels. Mm-hmm. So you've connected 20 years of Lucasfilm in, in one shot and look at you guys. Great. It? Yeah. it was great. And it was, it was something everyone wanted to see, but they didn't know they wanted to see it until they saw it, if you know okay. what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, and then if, if you, if you want to, you want to carry on, we next, we moved to Camino, which is, you know, everyone's favorite clone home world and connection to Attack of the Clones. And does it ever not rain on Camino? Is, is it always raining? Is this up? <laughs> I would like to know. Do they ever have a sunny day on Camino? Um, that, that would be a good, sh- a good shirt. We may set up a tea, tea, tea store or something like praying for a sunny day on Camino or something. <laughs> I'll think of something. No one's going to buy it. Um, but no, it was great to go back to Camino. I mean, we, we thought we were going there for a long time. Everyone thought Mando might finish there with the whole hmm. Dr. Cloner. Hmm. Who knows? Um, it was good to be back. And then uh, the place is in serious disarray. The Empire's taken over. The Coruscant Guard's there. They're preparing for the Emperor's big, big speech. Um, it just had a very, very eerie feel about it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're all definitely. You could tell. You could tell the chi- everyone's just they've just changed their whole mentality. Like you know, mm-hmm. those chips are, if everyone's just switched a gear, like mm. straight away. Um, well, yeah, good, sol- was, uh, good soldiers follow orders, Cal. <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> that's that's from that dog crosshair. Is that? What you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually, that's actually like all the all the clones said. I mean, there was. Um, yeah. Even Rex in um, final season, he was like crying and shooting at a soldier. He's like, Come soldiers, follow orders. <laughs> um, because, yeah, the, well, the neural inhibitor chip's done. And it was amazing to see, like, um, you know, Clone Force 99 walking through it. And they, you could see that they, well, they were always outsiders, but they were even more outsiders now. You could see they even felt, looked even more out of place because they just yeah. they had this self awareness that things were not right. You don't, you, you know, these Jedi were your friends for so long and then they just kind of killed them and that didn't sit right with them. And you can see that sort of internal struggle with trying to get on board with the new regime and not really feeling it. And really not, really not knowing what's going on. There was sort mm. of like they hadn't connected the dots. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's just a regimented army um, battalion group. They're just going with the flow, but not really uh, understanding. And then, and then we, you know, we get a call back to a new hope. And, uh, well, at this, it's Admiral Tarkin, who uh, has never been a fan of the clones. Uh, you know, you remember the, the Clone Wars arc on um, Skako Minor, where, where Echo was, was trapped and became that sort of robot dude. 
Um, you haven't seen him since then. Um, them two together, and he wasn't a big fan of clones then, and he's definitely not a big fan of clones now. And you sort of you can sort of see that. Tarkin and Palpatine are, are moving from, you know, a clone force towards a stormtrooper conscription army um, regime. Mm. So they're looking to phase out the clones and, you know, the Kaminoans are like, no, 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 you want, you, want, you want to stick with us. We've got contracts. We'll look after you. We've got heaps more to do. And they're like, nah, we'll let you know because the deals with the Republic and we're the Empire now, which I, would, I don't think is going to hold up in uh, – in Republic Court, but, um, <laughs> did you did you see when they were sitting there that um, she goes extraordinary, aren't they? Like it was like perfect throwbacks. Yeah, throwbacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a yeah. there was a few of those scenes throughout the whole um, episode thing, but yeah, I really liked that because they were exactly the same seats and everything. It was pretty funny. Mm. No, there was some really good strong detail. Like they really put the time, the effort in. It just felt like a continuation from the prequel movies. Um, I want to know if it was the same voice. It, it was the same style of voice. I don't yeah. know if it was the same voice mm. because his voice was a little deeper Who's than this? the uh, the the Prime Minister of Kamino. Yeah, I didn't mm. think it was the same. I thought it was a little deeper. Yeah, it it was close, but I don't Very think close. it was. Was it deeper or was it just a bit croakier? Um, I guess it's the same uh, thing. I might have to listen again, but it was. I, I, um, I, I, I might try and uh, while while we're on, well, I might do some live research. Research <laughs> voice has, but then Omega came out pretty early on, eh? Mm. Mm. Give us your thoughts on uh, on uh, on Amiga, Dylan. Well, I remember sitting there through the episode, Matt, and look, let's be honest, you fell asleep for half the fucking show. <laughs> Matt had been up since 5 a.m., so he was dipping <laughs> in and out of sleep. I fell asleep. I, I rewatched <laughs> it, and I fell asleep for about a minute. Not even five minutes. Yeah, not even five minutes. <laughs> it was, and it was like a... Holding my, cause my baby decided to be really annoying that morning and, and get up at 4.20 and then I was up and then busy day at work. Anyway, Dylan, you said you wouldn't mention this, but you couldn't. <laughs> um, yes, I did. And, and you know what the funny thing was? At the end of the last episode, I said, let's get our energy levels up. Let's be ready. Let's be alert because we've got some big Star Wars and he falls asleep. <laughs> first episode. Um, it, was a, it was a mini now and that. It was one of, one of those, we call those driving, very dangerous things. Those um, Micro sleeps. Micro sleeps. That's what it was. But yeah, yeah right. I'll leave that till the back to Omega. Um, no, I, I had a lot of interesting thoughts after in the first episode with, I guess, where I thought that Omega's direction was going. So I took a few different notes on what I thought she was being set up for in terms of Cal. I don't know if you noticed this. I pointed it out to Matt, but did you notice there was a few scenes where? Omega was almost doing or mimicking the actions of Hunter almost to a T. So there was a mm. scene where they pulled up to like a wall and went in formation and Hunter put up his hand in a fist as in like hold. And literally as he's bringing up the hand, Omega did the exact same thing at the same time. So for me, I was thinking, oh, okay, well, does she have a, a telepathic connection with the clones? Like how does she know who Clone Force 99 are without ever meeting them, that, that kind of thing. So where does she fit? So mm. I thought, is it something to do with her 
pendant that she's wearing on on or headband rock thing or, or anything like that. And then I was thinking, okay, well, I wonder if she was meant to fit in Clone Force 99. Like, does she know of Clone Force 99 because she was told that that's where she was supposed to be, but she, um, I guess she didn't, she didn't develop quick enough or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, I've got a few other notes, but yeah, I think they're really no comment on the Kiwi accent. That's the strongest Kiwi accent I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's only fitting for a clone, right? Mm-hmm. No, she's a clone. Now, there are, there are theories and wild ideas and, you know, you may have hit it on the head there that she hasn't grown quick enough because maybe like Boba Fett, she doesn't have the growth mm. accelerators. Mm. Now, so, I have a theory that I'm going to throw out there way early. Actually, no, let's save it for later because we need to go through the episode. But, and I gave it to you on the night, Dylan, and you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I think let's do theories at the end then for Omega. Let's do it at the yeah. end. So let's, I've, let's got, I've, got, I've got one. Okay. Good. Well, I'll, I want to hear Callan's theory. So let's just moving on to the episode and we see Tarkin, you know, put him through the ringer, put him through the testing. They smash it. And then he's like, all right, let's give them. And I, I didn't understand this. They gave him live rounds, which I, which I get. Mm. They, they fought against them with, dummy rounds. So they're fighting with dummy rounds against robots with live rounds. It doesn't really seem... Anyway, that was bad. Awful to see. Um, it looked... I actually really? thought one of them was going to die. Yeah, so they yeah. were fighting with... Um, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is when you say it was awful to see, like you didn't enjoy that scene or... I oh, um, Obviously when they won, but it, you know, when Wrecker got shot and Tech went down, it looked like one of them yeah. was going to die in the first episode. I was like, oh, Jesus. Because, that's, um, because yeah. honestly, I remember saying it to you on the night, I thought that that was the way that Tarkin was going to phase out certain squads, um, certain certain regiments, was take them into the training room, use the live rounds and wipe them out. Um, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem like a real... Um, I don't want any of these clones anymore. Hey, how about I sell them back to the Kaminoans who can then just sell them on to someone else instead of just yeah. shoot them all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I mean, I, I just had this feeling that one of them was going to die and, um, and yeah, obviously it didn't go down well with with the bad yep. batch. Who, How sick was the, no- the throw the knife sniper shot? Yeah, shoot Bang. the, shoot the knife was- headshot. Oh, that was, that was sick. sick. No, that was that was very very sick, and uh, it's. I mean, they, they they all seem to have their own special power, and um, mm. it's team. not over the top though. It's not over the top. Like it's it's that's why I like it. It seems you know it is. They've gone like Wrecker's got heaps of strength and all this sort of shit, but it's not ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's believable. And- yeah. And 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 Callan probably relates to this more than anyone, having you know been in the army himself, and uh, <laughs> he was probably a bit of a wrecker himself. Um, the army, I don't know this about you. I can't imagine you being a hunter or a, or a uh, crosshair or a tech. Never put me in the crosshair of the same room. He's a dog. Yeah. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna make you know a new shirt. Crosshair is crosshair a dog. Is a dog. <laughs> there is. They're going to go down well with uh, praying for sun on Camino shirt. <laughs> no bite, no, no buys. So, I mean, I just want to point out here now, we get, I, I think Kevin kind of, like, I mean, he's not using any of the classics, you know, to fall back on the Star Wars themes or the, 
Balls tune. Mm. Oh, the music so far is fantastic. Um, yeah. It's got his own touch. And, you know, he's actually working with his sons on this one. Um, funnily enough, he's got two sons that actually look like clones of him. Look it up later on. So Kevin Kiner. Uh, his two sons are just, you know, Clone Force, Clone Force 1 and 2 <laughs> in the music scene. So I guess we saw you a little teaser of there's some dialogue between Crosshair and Omega whereby mm. she's like, you know, don't do what you're going to do. You know, it was very... I don't know, not full enough. It, it, I, I, I think they're trying to give some sort of force sensitivity vibe that Omega's got some sort of special powers. Mm. Um, given that they hadn't had a conversation and yet she knew everything that was going on in his head, so to speak. Well, about them all. Is she for, it wasn't just crosshair. Mm. Is, she, is she force sensitive or empathic to a certain point? Mm. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think that that was the very first line that I wrote in my notes was, does she know the client's thoughts? So there there has to be something there where, like, like much like you were getting at, there was moments where, so the ones that I picked up was, yes, yeah, she spoke to Crosshair and sort of knew which direction that he was thinking. But then there was also the scene where she walked into the barracks and she immediately knew where to look for Wrecker's doll and she even found the, the photo of them with really hardly ever really looking for it. She just knew exactly where to go. So there has to is be something. Or is that some sort of bond? I don't think it could be the force. I ha- I think it, my, my feeling is that she's supposed to be a part of this Clone Force 99 and she has a bond with them, whether that be telepathically or just like a sixth sense. But personally, that's definitely how I'm feeling about it. For sure. Okay, what about you, mate? I reckon um, this, this is one. I reckon there's, I think there is something in there, force wise, possibly, um, that there'll be another side of the cloning process that was they were testing. Mm, okay. um, and they were, you know, using, I don't know, Luke's blood or some shit. I don't know what they're doing, but they're, you know, they've got some. It's a test Luke's or way. something. Luke's, Luke's I made that, made that up. I knew that would. I just baited you, man. I knew yeah. that. Would get you. Okay, <laughs> okay, sure. A force sensitive blood to make a you know IE clone test, and that's what she well, came out. Drinking with midichlorians or something. Yeah, something like that. Mm. Mm, interesting, interesting. So I can confirm that. One sec. I can confirm that. Bob Bergen played Lama Sue in this episode, and it was Anthony Fuck Feelin in Attack of the Clones. Mm, okay, so, so was the voice officially confirmed? Not an exclusive, but uh, not the same. That's why they were different. Anyway, so let's Side move track. on. Sidetrack. <laughs> no, not sidetrack. Just. Going back to what we were discussing. So they moved to Onderon. Darkin gives them a mission. Back to the Clone Wars. You remember this episode, Cal? Dill? Yeah. Original Onderon? Good, good. Mm-hmm. And who, who do we see but our good friend and you know, Rogue One, Catherine Neen, favorite, Sol Guerrero. Yeah. I think Sol Guerrero was the first 
Second, first cartoon to make it in from cartoon to live action. Uh, looked, young, looked, looked young, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was young. I mean, he was in between, you know, Rebels and Clone Wars and um, closer to the Clone Wars, obviously. So he was still relatively young and just lost his sister. So, um, no, it was good. I mean, they really, I mean, it wasn't fan service. It was all these, these different things connected and were foundations for this TV show, but also gave everyone a you know, connection to the previous shows and, you know, mm. if you liked certain bits here, certain bits of there, certain bits of that, um, you felt some sort of connection towards the show, which was great. And, um, you know, it was great to see him. You're seeing the sort of the, the forming of a rebel alliance and, you know, civil war because, then, you know, the war isn't over. Just the empire's called it off and saying, okay, we're in charge now and, mm. you know, we'll, we'll take it from here. And they're like, wait a second, what was I fighting for? Somehow it seems like I was in some sort of war um, on on your terms and and they're not happy. And um, good old pro-droid comes to uh, dob everyone in. Yeah, and I thought it was good that the they didn't dwell too much. Like you said, it was there wasn't too fan servicey, but it was had enough with enough where Crosshair was like Hunter's like sideways checking him, you know, going, You're wrong. Like it there was a lot of that. And um it just sort of played into going back that, you know, when they killed that droid, I thought they might have actually um might have actually got they killed it and, you know, no one would have, they would have, wouldn't have known. But, you know, I think Tarkin comes back and basically picks him out. You know what I mean? Now, with the probe droids, the way they work is they're constantly relaying data back mm. um, the whole time so that once they have a self-destruct mechanism, that once they, uh, once you find them, they explode, but they've, they've done, done you, they've done you in, they've done so uh, there's a little bit of knowledge. You're a robot the, uh, specialist, trade, are you, Matt? Trade, trading card game, a <laughs> little bit of, little bit of, little bit of robot uh, lore that uh, that I have just a bit of light reading I do on my on my day off <laughs> probe droid reading. Um, just just working on the inner mechanics of the probe droid. Man, I just want to share my love for Star Wars, and uh, and uh, and I can see you highly appreciative, Callan. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm so glad you've got the uh, the, ca- the camera there. I can also see Dylan just uh, uh, pretending to be Obi Wan Kenobi as he pretends to play with his beard. That's just yes. my thinking thing. I, was, I knew no. that someone was going to fucking pick me up on this, mate. You've been doing That's it what for I do years. Yeah, I do. Let's move on. Let us. They decide. Or finally, they figure out that Omega is a clone. One of them mm-hmm. seems like Tech seems to know everything that's going on, and just you know, well, he, assumes. Just, he just assumes <laughs> that everyone else is on the same page. And then he's like, "Duh!" Um, yeah, I, like my that. Pro I like that about him. I like that about him. And then there's a moment coming up in the in the next episode that I, I particularly enjoy. I enjoy. He's got a very smart. He, he reminds me a lot of myself, actually. He's got this very smart humor. Um, I can feel, I can feel our listener in in Pakistan, Sweden, and um, and Texas cringing. But um, moving on, so that is we're going to head back to Camino, despite the warnings from Omega and the you know obvious Imperial regime keeping tabs on them and. 
they, I mean, they know they're outsiders and they're not outside. And when they arrive, you know, there's no, uh, there's no check in, there's nothing. And, uh, they're still raining, still raining, still raining. That shirt, that shirt's in production as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) T-store.com slash T-M-A-B-Y slash T-shirt one. Um, no, not yet. We'll see. We'll have we'll we'll have a think tank on that one. Uh, I think it'll be a very short <laughs> think tank. But they come back and they um they ultimately get get captured, and you know, funnily enough, get put in the same room as Omega. So uh, it's good to see the loyalty of these guys. I mean, I mean, and, and this is what we saw about Hunter. We got, a, we got so much character development from him in, in the beginning. You saw him have empathy towards Kanan. He didn't follow the order, even though he wasn't inhibited chip. And he, he had the empathy for Kanan. He was very much with the Jedi. And, and he's, you can see the bond he's forming with Omega. Um, mm-hmm. As a father, Kanan, does that uh, strike a chord with you at all, buddy? Yeah, it's uh, you could see he's like the first time he's feeling. He's like some something's here. And you sort of it really set it sets a lot of um, what what is to come. I'm sure um, with both those two characters, um, the and you know we'll talk about it as well. The next step I think was was powerful in a lot of ways. But yeah. was, um, the first I think the first step he was just started with a bit of what is this annoying little kid doing? And now he's when he realised she was a clone. Is like she's one of us, mm. and really it really it really turned. Yeah. Yeah, and did you feel, because I remember looking at Twitter after watching the first episode, I personally hadn't connected with Omega right away, but then you go to things like Twitter and there's just the whole fandom. Universal love. Yeah, like everyone was just, what's the word? I'm infatuated with Omega. Omega is my girl and if you... If you hurt her, I will fight you. It was basically yeah. a general, t- <laughs> it was general Twitter feeling. Um, there's a lot of love. I mean, do you think she's sort of like a semi-Grogu type for this show for us? Is she the human Grogu? Maybe, possibly. For the space. Yeah, they, they, won't her, they, won't, they won't hurt her. There's no – I think she'll be – in a lot of rough positions, but like she won't mm. – She'll be a key character this whole thing. But I mean, and I mean what I mean is like, is it, yeah, man. You're right, man. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, are we, are we going to see, um, you know, space daddies taking their adopted daughter on missions <laughs> and fighting for fighting animals for credits for fuel and bounty hunter missions and monster of the week sort of thing? Like, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, Mandalorian had a big vibe of that. There was, um, so, you know, there, there's certain elements. I mean, you know, you've got this mysterious kid with mysterious powers, father figures, you know, it seems to be a, oh, a winning formula. Mm. So, uh, you know, if they're fighting a mud horn in the next episode, I'll, I'm going to be, uh, <laughs> I think episode two, uh, without going into it, because we'll talk about it later on, but I think episode two has a lot more of those telling factors of what I think that her role is going to be. But um, I won't spoil anything up front. Mm. What are we thinking about the ending for this episode? Because after that, well, they're back on Camino. Yeah, it was um, 
there was prison like, break scene. Little prison break. Now they get away, and then Hunter is you know fully hyped up and juiced up with his uh, control inhibitor chip now in full force. And, and you know it's, it's just very strange <laughs> to see him fully attacking his own, his own. You know, he's full. He's gone full dark side now. Yeah. yeah, so you you do mean crosshair, but we'll leave it there. Oh, the um, how's he when he walks out? You're like, he looked like a badass. Pity I hate his mm-hmm. guys, but he looks sick. Um, and then the straight away, I really loved. That they started shredding. They started shredding those the clones. And they were like, okay, I was didn't think they were going to get out of there. Um, without someone dying, that's where I'm at. I actually thought someone else was gonna like get really injured. Um, and they might have been like part of getting them out and they would have taken them in to get fixed somewhere or something. Um, and then let's talk about that shot. This is where that theory of yeah, special yeah, this is exactly where it happened. Yeah, all right, and, so let's, let's just give you, I'm gonna give you first crack at the theories. So, Omega shoots the gun out of Crosshair's. And mm. what did that do for you? And get, what did it do in your theory juice box? Well, I straight away I thought I'd, she's got something. She's got she's got something in her that's got whether it's a synthetic force or it's something that she has like a power that the clones have made, and she's the test subject that they've gone. Well, she's the first of whatever because the client that the the, what are they called? The Kevin Owens. There you go, Kevin Owens. They're not just going. The clones are perfect. They got. They're always probably going to be trying for other, you know, new new mm-hmm. things. So I think they've made a synthetic type a force user, mm-hmm. or a version of. Like it, it would be exactly the same. I can um, definitely see that being the case of okay, they've made these clones and they've been develop, developing them for years. So what's what's next for them? Like, what are they trying to 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 further prove their use and prove their efficiency and glory? But I think Matt, I do have to side with. I guess me, you had both the pretty much the same feeling after seeing that. Immediately, we looked over at each other and we're like, "Ooh, no, so no, that's not how it is." That's not how I remember it all, Dylan. I, I said my theory and you agreed with me. I oh, wrote good. it down. I no, wrote it oh, down. I don't remember seeing a pen in your hand the entire night. Anyway, um, so two theories. Does she have everyone's particular skill set in her, inbuilt into her? Is she, does she have empath, em, empathic super strength? Sniper abilities. Does she, has she have they just gene spliced all of it into hers or into one? So she's got everything she's going to involve into a super soldier, or is she some sort of like Peter Petrelli heroes skill absorber type? So if she's close to a certain trooper, she absorbs that sort of skill set while she's near them. Curious, interesting. Mm. There are a couple of decent theories and. Uh, and Dylan didn't come up with any of them. I like mine better, but um, but she's got the force. Great, um, <laughs> it's a synthetic force. It's different. Um, synthet- What's a synthetic force? Well, no, you can't have one with that attitude, Matt. Come on, no, no, no I can't. <laughs> Is it like synthetic cotton? It might be. 
okay. the, the technology, but the um, have we oh, yeah. have we thought about what the actual word omega means though? Because the, the last the last letter of the Greek alphabet, she's the last clone. Yeah, mm. that's the other thing, right? So is she the mm. last of the the clones before something like Cal's theory comes in, where she was the last clone before they then started developing these inhibited clones? Because I, I don't think we know whether she has a chip or not at this stage. I, I assume that she doesn't. Mm. No, I don't think she would. No, because she seems to know a lot. She knows about the inhibitor chips. She knows. She knows she's been introduced as the medical assistant. Yeah. And I mean, this is the thing. She might have. She might know about all these, about, about all these Clone Force ninety nine names, just by Through. working with the Kaminoans. Yeah. Like, mm. so they're very much teasing. She has some sort of powers, and I'm sure they want us to think she's force sensitive for people like Callan or crazy people like me. Think she's got some sort of, you know, super skill set that she absorbs when she's near them, like a sponge, like a, some sort of weirdo sponge, but they're really leaving the door open and uh, and I love that because yeah, that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what keeps things flowing. Um, and I love the just the fact that she picked up a blast and they're like, oh, how'd you do that? It's like, I don't know. I've never picked that one before. So it just gives that little element of mystery. Um, I'm going to throw some shit at a wall here. What if she's a female clone of Palpatine? <laughs> okay, that was just shit. I'm just rambling now. That's I knew no, that that, 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 those are the theories that got that came out. We came out with before the thing episode. Like, remember, it was like, oh, is it Palpatine, Snoke, yeah. testers? Or I saw a good one. I saw a really good tweet. It was is um God is Omega Captain Phasma. And they put the, <laughs> yeah. No way. I've seen the, 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 the one with Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the, the tweet. And the other one and, uh, was that you had Palpatine up on the, the top of the photo and then her in pretty much the same position as they did for the poster. And that everyone was like, Palpatine? Question mark? Palpatine's mm. daughter? Oh, that's funny. Well, I, what, I, yeah. Some of these are outlandish, but it's. Um, <laughs> I like the fact that, you, that they haven't just told us already, and we it's going to be. I'm sure left to later in the season, um, which is which is exciting. Mm. No, no, definitely. All right, so let's go to. We're going to come up with a special three men and a baby at a podcast scoring system. We're going to score all the episodes, and we're going to go through three categories. We're going to go through storyline out of five. Character development out of five, how it hits you in the Star Wars feel, feels, yeah. and an overall score out of ten, and we will do a running tally. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Callan on the uh, on the table making schedule. I'll give you the scores at the end, and you'll just put some nice table together that we can put together for the end. Cal, what are mm. your scores out of ten for storyline? Storyline out of five, Matt, or ten? Out of five. Um, I I'm going to give it a four. I think it set up the whole season really well, um, and I really enjoyed it. the the start. Take sort of set us whether you know what well, we talked about at the start that initial yep. few scenes. So I would give it a four. 
character development for a 70 minute episode. Pretty good. Out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a four. And it's gonna be hard to get a five out of me this season. I'll tell oh, you that right now. Tough marker. Character give, development. I'll give it a four, yeah. And Star Wars feels. Oh mate, she was she was it's out of ten that one and that was I had uh, this, this one's out of five. Is it? Is Star Wars out of five? five? Oh, yes. Okay. That's gonna be a four point five for me. Five, you are tough. Star Wars feels. And then overall out of ten for you, mate, what do you score it? It's gonna get an eight. Eight. Yeah, you are you are you are you are feeling tough. Do you have any pre workout before the gym? I really enjoyed it, but I um, I'm looking forward to some uh, some shocking, some big hitters. Okay, coming. Dylan, storyline out of five. It's gonna be a four for me, Matt. For story, okay. Character development. Character development was a three and a half out of five for me. Oh, three and a half. Three and a half. I wasn't going to do it point five marks, but Cal's brought it out. Yeah, Cal's Star Wars feels. Steel. Yep, Star Wars feels is a four out of five. Four out of five, and an overall, that would be a seven out of ten, Matt. And it's controversial. Hit. Controversial. All right, I'm going to give it a four out of five for the story. Mm-hmm. I give it four out of five for the character development. I'm going to give it a five for the Star Wars feels because I'm sorry, but we got Camino, Tarkin, Dipper Balaba, Kanja, Saw Gerrera. That's, that's five things at least. And they were fantastic. <laughs> um, and, you know, if they're not going to no, go for gold in the first episode, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm giving that a five and I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, so good, good start. Good scores. So, you know, maybe Mole's Mol's feeling a bit generous in his uh, yeah. you know, newborn newborn phase, but it was good. It was very, very good. And, uh, yes, yeah, so let's just recap. So 8 out of 10. So that, that's – let me just work it out. So that's 20 and a half out of 25 for Callan. That yeah. is a meager 18 and a half for Dylan out of 25. Very, uh, very, uh, very difficult, mate. And then yeah. there was a 21 and a half for me, a very generous 21 and a half for me. So we'll, we'll keep these running. And as we move to episode two, we will get straight into it. It's getting late. I know that Dylan is up at 5 a.m. every morning. So he's a, we're eating into his sleep pattern. We'll still get into it straight away, mate. Episode two, they said we're moving on to the J19. Planetary system, which was very, very vague. Did you, did you think Salukamai at any stage? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you go, mate. You go. J19, I was like, had a question mark against it straight away. It didn't even click for me anywhere. I haven't heard that before. No, it was, it was very random. It was, it was, it was meant to uh, leave you pondering your notebook. I think yeah. unless I missed I, I started the I started the app basically going, okay, show me J nineteen. <laughs> and yeah. uh Yeah, I thought it yeah, I thought it would have clicked something. Um is it but yeah, the ending that started to go the end of the last step, she hasn't seen space before and at all that did the big fancy, you know, the lights 
when they went into hyperspace. Lights in the eyes from the trailer. Yes, yes, that was good. And one thing I actually did like is that we a lot of what we've seen in the trailer has been in the cupboard already, which is good in that, you know, there's no mm. more. There's still some bits, some big bits. Um, but a lot of things and how can I help? All that stuff like um, has been covered. And it was just great that we're going back to Salukamai. There was a really, you know, we haven't been there since season two of the Clone Wars where we saw the deserter cut the Queen. And the episode's obviously called Cut and Run. Mm, and that, I that, did not that, pick up on that at the start, I have to say. Oh, mate. mate. Yeah, I know. It's you're, you're, my you're, you're like Noah, Noah outlawing you with your Clone Wars viewing. You, you, you've watched about 15%. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so the Cutler Queen is a, a very much a favorite clone. He, he only had a very small arc, but he escaped, had a very peaceful life, set up set up a life with the Twi'lek, two adopted kids, very happy existence, and uh, that's now come under threat. And, you know, you, you see this amazing moment uh, when Amiga's playing with the dirt, and she's like, what's this? Okay. And then Te- Tex goes, that would be dirt. Uh- that would be dirt. <laughs> and it's just very, very cheeky, very funny. And uh, really does set the scene. He's got a bit of an intellectual snobbery about himself, don't you think? Mm. He, and even Hunter, this Hunter looking, say, and he's sort of just realizing, oh my God, she's super, like, she's got no idea. Like, she's so, no. that sort of started it for the app. It did, it did. I mean, you really saw this relationship between Hunter and Omega Blossom, and this might, come out in a character development arc later on. You see the bond just get stronger and stronger and uh, there's a connection between the two. And you also see, you know, um, some sort of self-realization about these clones and that, you know, oh, can we trust this guy? He's a deserter. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, dude, we're deserters, mate. It's like, oh, shit, here we are too. So, uh, no, it was very good to see. Um, And you, you sort of just see the the inner working days of, of, of the Empire taking over almost immediately uh, on some outback I know, forgotten that. planet. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. just you know, similar, similar to the Order 66 stuff happening, you just knew it was going to, it was happening across the world, like the galaxy everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that did, a lot. Did anyone did else you? notice that they moved to the, the Mark II? Clone helmets. They went from being the the original Mark One to Mark Two prior to when they became the Empire. Did anyone else pick up on that? Yeah, the I helmets did. did sort of get a uh, an upgrade. I'll have to rewatch. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Yeah, if you go back and have a look, I was looking at it and I'm like, hold on, they're not Mark One helmets. So yeah, I noticed that they started to look a bit more stormtrooper like, and looked into it a bit. And I think it's the Mark Two. It wasn't a full Mark II, but it was definitely a change in the clones. Yeah. Um, yeah. They looked more no. stormtrooper that's for sure. Yeah. Like just how they moved and things. Acted like it as they, well. How they, how they yeah. acted it too. I mean, they're just, they're just mm-hmm. in full subjugation mode now. They're just, you know, they're just spreading imperial fascism. Like, oh, you know, you saw so many things in this episode. I mean, I mean, it was good that it was a shorter episode. I mean, they needed a long episode to – build and set their foundation and you know this was only 30 minutes and it was all that was needed and you just got so many things i mean you know this galactic fascism whereby you know everyone's money 
chuck it out. It's no good anymore, but we'll give you imperial credits if you apply for a chain code, which is just, um, you know, fascism as, as absolute finest in terms of the imperial machine. You know, you guys get a, you know, Nazi Germany sort of thing, like, you know, how they branded mm-hmm. all the Jewish people with numbers. Yes. Uh, everyone in the galaxy has to have this so that, so that the emperor can sort of track everyone's movement, so to speak. Um, it really did set the scene immediately. And you see the struggle is this poor family trying to get off. Uh, they've got cash and, you know, all of a sudden they're just stuck um, trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the even like when they were just shoving like that other um like that guy, like and he's like, I'm trying to get he's trying to get onto the He was a snaggletooth. A snaggletooth. I knew you would know the name. And uh he and you know, that just shows you that they're a bunch of bastards and they were just they just kicked him to the ground. Mm, no empathy, no care, just get a chain code or fuck off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> to simplify it. <laughs> Mm. And I, it was good to see, you know, Maya interacting with children, um, mm. you know, not understanding. I don't know Dylan plays with a ball, so. Um. Yeah, that's how I play with you two. I, I struggle to interact with you two half the time, so. <laughs> yeah, no, we, I changed your name to Omega. Um, Omega should come out. There was a lot, but there was a lot of development with Hunter and her, how he's just watching. Like, he was like, there was elements when he was a proud, like, the proud father type vibe. Um, mm. There was heaps of that in like a very short bit of time, um, mm. which is, which is, which is cool. And, you know, throwing the ball, there was another piece when, you know, he got so worried, shoved, jumps the fence, gets a knife, fucks that dog up or whatever it is. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, there was those two, you could just see it. It was like scene after scene after scene. And he was like, oh, she can't come with me. That, that whole struggle. I liked that. No, and also the whole, I mean, and you and I can relate to this, Cal, it's like uh, when he's just like, you just don't know what you're in for with kids. Yeah. And, uh, and Sue's like, kids will always find a way to cause trouble. So, uh, no, no, it was really good. I mean, it was really, I don't know, it just it was able to, um, it was very relatable. Yeah. And one thing I do like about this show is that, I mean, season one and two of The Clone Wars, they really targeted children in the first bit and sort of like, oh, let's just grow with this and then it sort of hit the adult feels three to seven. But they're not doing that this time. They're, they're going, you know, kids get on board, but we're not going to pander to children storylines. It's mm. very much um, adult Star Wars. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. I think... Um, so what do you- yeah, I think for this episode for me, this was probably I, I much preferred this episode, funnily enough, to I think episode one for a few different reasons. Star Wars feeling, I guess, episode one sits with me probably Matt a lot greater than episode two. But this episode for me, in terms of the development side of things that we got we got to see with, like you said, Cal Hunter and Omega, and even just the rest of the 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 um clone force 99 it was it was massive for me like i remember taking notes and just sitting there afterwards and thinking to myself wow like this is so this is developing into such a good bond of blokes and i think omega is going to really really hit a massive strong story point which i might touch on a little bit later but yeah mm-hmm. how do you guys feel 
Matt? I really liked it. I, um, you know, I, I knew the Star Wars feels of the first episode, but I definitely yeah. I appreciate the return to Salukamai. I enjoy seeing Cutler Quain and then, and then the struggles to get off. Um, you know, it's, and then how they, like, you know, Tech again just kills it when he's like, he's like, do you think we can get some chain codes? He goes, I just learned what they were one second ago. But yes, I can. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What about you, mate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was a good app. Um, it was, I probably the most thing I took out of it was that Hunter Omega. Um, you know, there was the, it was, it was strong. I think even the whole scenes, there was a lot of scenes that those two really bonded a lot. And, um, I really liked mm-hmm. that struggle. Other than that, it was, um, I think that's what was the main part of that episode. Um, and, yeah, I definitely uh, felt like that was the setup for this one, for sure. Yeah. How did you feel when um, Hunter was, you know, you're scolding away Omega? No, well, you, you saw, oh, you okay. saw Hunter scold the child. Like he said, like, um, you know, she jumped the fence, you know, mm-hmm. caused problems. And then, you know, Hunter's got this inner struggle with his whole, you know, can I keep bringing a kid on these kind of missions and journeys that are safe? And I've got this family that can just take care of him. And then, you know, he makes the decision and then he's, and then cuts like, you didn't even tell her. Um, and then, um, and then, um, and then, you know, Omega breaks free and comes back. Mm, yeah. Then, you knew it was coming. There was no way she was getting on that. Yeah. Bloody- and it was, um, yeah, I thought it was good. I, 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 it was all of a sudden she was there. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it, I knew they had to, they had to jump, but it was like one minute she was gone, next minute she's around the corner. Um, and yeah, I thought that closed it out well. And I thought he was, I think then he, that's when he scolded her after that, wasn't it? No, he's he's got got it, uh, back uh, over the, the ball, over the fence. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he said yeah, to her, right. "Like, do you understand? You could have got yourself killed or something like that." And Sue said that it was their job. The kids find themselves in trouble, and it's their job to protect them. But I think this this was the moment where um, she's he's sort of asking her um, if this is where you want to be, then you you can you can stay with us and. Um, we've both got a lot to learn. We've both got a lot to learn. And to be, oh, to be honest with you, kid, I think we both have a lot to learn, like that kind of thing. And yeah. I think that's where it hit the strongest part of the that bond that you're talking about. But um, you have an interesting final thought, which I thought, if you haven't got anything else to say, Matt. No, no, well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess the episode plays out much like we all expect, you know. You know, they get the chain codes. Um, you know, we learn a little bit more about how the Imperials are working. You know, that uncomfortably awkward scene where, oh, you know, there's five here. And then it's like, ah, one's for you. Bye. <laughs> it's not safe for you here, kid. And, you know, you see that, you know, it was pretty sad. Yeah. And then, but you, at the same time, you knew that you don't, you don't, you don't market a kid like this and then just, you know, just send it packing on some family trip <laughs> one episode later. That would, so we, mm. it ended the way we expected, but I love how they reinforce that she's now one of them. She's not going anywhere. They've strengthened their bond and, you know, we're moving on to the next episode. And uh, let us give a score, give our scores. But Dylan, uh, give us your thoughts uh, 
Yeah, you're, just, you're just I think. No, no, take your time. Take your time. The, <laughs> I think the end of this episode, I, I was left feeling what kind of role is, is she going to fit? I think very much different to episode one where I was sort of thinking more of like you were talking about, like is she sort of telepathic or does she have a mix of the best traits and, and everything like that. But this episode for, sort of for me felt like, if you remember cut in this episode said that the Cam- Kaminoans create clones with a purpose. So, yes. so what are we thinking is Omega's purpose, right? So for me, mm. I was think, sitting here and thinking, it feels like she's a fresh grounding character and it feels like she's developing the clone forces, 99's humanity and independence. But then I also thought to myself in the end, okay, well, I wonder if we're going to get to a point where she ends up not being their, I guess, dependent, but is she going to lead the clone, the clone force in some sort of way? Like, is she going to enhance all their traits and sort of bring out the best of each of them? Because I think we're seeing that with Hunter now, like you're seeing his, his empathy and his care and, and, um, that kind of thing. So yeah, very interesting. I just had a thought. She's definitely not force sensitive because I saw her try to no. catch a ball, and anyone <laughs> with any sort of force abilities would be able to catch a ball. Um, she's so untrained. Gonna, she's untrained, mate. Mate, she's, 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 she's touched her. She's, she's super <laughs> unco. Um, but I will we'll leave it. We'll leave. We'll leave it. We'll leave. We're not going. I'm not going to cut off the force sensitivities just yet. But mm. that just literally hit me. Yes, cow. Score, hmm. Scoring for storyline out of yep. five. Uh, three. Ooh. Oh, man. Are you, are, you, are you even liking this show so far? Um, <laughs> character development. Yeah, I really like this. I'm going to go uh, 4.5 for me. Yep. And Star Wars feels. My Star Wars feels. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, three. Oof. Pretty, I know. I just didn't, I, I, I really, I, my feels were so much more in the, uh, I guess, the story and with, with uh, you know, that father-daughter vibe. Um, <laughs> and the next one. Overall out of 10. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, I'm being harsh, I know, seven. I've got big things I think big things are coming Callan is a very prudent man he just doesn't give it away on the first date he's just a Star Wars prude Um, Dill your scores I hate to be your student Cal is this (laughs) how they treated you in the army were they always this harsh no they were that's how how they breathe no, so for me, uh, with me, I thought story-wise it was a four out of five for me. Character development was a five out of five. Ooh, Perfect score. Five out of five. Five out of five. Uh, the Star Wars um, feeling didn't really hit the mark. I think three for me. It wasn't very Star Wars-y. Didn't give me that feeling like episode one. But as an overall... Uh, compared to episode one, I gave it a whole 8.5. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It was a good app. It was a good app. Wow. That's, That's a very generous score. Give it to us. So, so he liked the score. He liked the episode, 
there wasn't a lot of Star Wars feels, but uh, sort of the character development got over the line for you. Yeah. So you're saying, Bill? Yeah, yeah, definitely. For those Star Wars was- feels are the throwbacks, right? That's in things that you get really nostalgic. I don't know. For me, it's like that nostalgic feeling. Yeah, that's yeah. how I'm thinking about it as well. I think, yeah, th- this episode for me was just so so heavy on the character development that I couldn't I couldn't fault it in that regard. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Mm. Give it to us. Yeah, so what are you thinking? I mean, I picked up on there was a little, there was a thing called a goatle. No, you would you, you blink and you miss a go past. Look up, look up goatle. That goatle. was like, that hit me in the G O T A L. He was in the cantina. He was snuggling up with a with a woman in the cantina, and he actually is oh, in rebels. Okay. He's just a he's just look up Star Wars goatle. Bro, he looks he looks like a fucking a goat. lamb thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they put one of those just wandering around. I, I I like that. That was just my kind of little throw in a little bit of Star Wars stuff, like a cam toner that you you know just that you, watch it again. You'll see you'll see this goat just walk past <laughs> the screen. So that's going to give an extra point five <laughs> on my Star Wars screen. Yeah, he's not happy. Count three. Like, Mo, Mo, you're a freak. How you had a kid is beyond me. So the storyline, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I liked it. Character development, I'm, gonna give it a, I'm not going to give it a five. It was, I'm going to save that for when Boba Fett comes back. Um, <laughs> five Mace Windu. Um, <laughs> that's why I've been hard. Um, and in the Star Wars field, Star Wars feels. No, you've given it away, mate. You know, you've just given it away. You've just taken up your underpants. Um, um, for the Star Wars, I'm going to give it a four. Overall, overall a go to four for Star Wars feels and an overall oh. score of eight. No, um, okay. just a good episode. I mean, it was it was good. It was great. Um, not the best because you know it's early days. It's not going to. Yeah, you had a festival. They don't play a banger every oh, song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one um, quick thought before we wrap it up. Did mm-hmm. anyone pick up on so when she, after she was scolded by um, Hunter when she was sitting in the ship and she sort of was crying and looking into the sky, she took off that stone from her head. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. What are we thinking that was for me? Was that a symbol of her Kaminoism, I guess? Heritage, like have they just given that to her, or is it something that we're going to see later on in the series? What do you feel that that represented? Because I felt like that she, her removing that is, um, it's got a copper crystal in is, it. is grounding. Is gr- <laughs> For fuck's sake, <laughs> I think it's grounding her uh, <laughs> position with Clone Force ninety nine. Well, she didn't wear so it. Did she? No, no, she took it off, and her hair was all fluffy afterwards as well. Mm. She stopped yeah. killing it. I think it'll come all back. The, uh, yeah, like, yeah. It was a maybe, the, maybe, maybe the the cast and crew of the Never Any Story wants their uh, their gem back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Who knows? But no, no, that was symbolic. I like that, really? but I it's guess we'll have to wait like, I, think, I think we'll find out soon, Dill. Yeah. I think we'll find out very soon. Next episode, I believe, is called. Oh, I saw a trailer. Bad Batch Wait, episode trailer? three. I think it's called Replacements. Um, ooh, 
replacements. Yeah, replacements. And if you watch the trailer, it's only a small teaser trailer, and they sort of go on some mercenary missions. It's dealing with Trandoshan. Potentially, we might see Captain Rex. I don't know. Fifty-fifty, because mm. it's 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 a possibility. Um, because it's not replacement; it's replacements. Replacements, and they go. They sort of become mm. bounty hunters. Like they take on a mission. So, um, no, no, it's quite exciting. I am looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's Friday night, five o'clock. I am jumping on a plane back to Sydney tomorrow, so I will look to edit this on the plane and have it out for us by the time we get back tomorrow. Sounds good, my friend. It's good chat. Dylan, let the people know where they can find you. Oh, people can find me at, uh, what am I on Twitter, Dylan Shikalis, but it's probably easier to go through the, the podcast page. Um, Instagram is 98shack. And, uh, yeah. Cal, how are you? Um, where can the good people find you on your beloved new Twitter, which has a lot of good new, a lot of followers, mate? I had, to, I, had to, I had to work hard to get these followers. They just, they just flock to you, mate. You are enjoying the spoils of our labor, labor of love. Yeah, well, uh, of uh, yeah, total of uh, eight followers. That I, I've got to get. I've got to, I'm trying to get into the tweeting. Um, yeah, you can find it uh, at Callan underscore Gardner. On Twitter and uh, I'm also on Instagram, but again, like Dill said, grab us through the uh, through the podcast page. Very nice, very nice. Well, you can find me on Matt underscore Mole at inst- on Instagram, Matt underscore Mole at Twitter, and most of the tweets from the TMABY podcast Twitter are me and most uh, of all of them. <laughs> All of them. Okay, fine. So yeah. I, might, I might have a weekend off and give it to Dylan. Not yet. Oh, okay. yeah. And 3MABY podcast on Instagram. Now, we have a very special treat this this uh, Saturday, Sunday. We will be joined by Star Wars spelt out Joshua Chapman. Woohoo. Yay. Excited. It's going to be good. It's going to be very, very good. I have he, we, we, We've been talking about this for quite some time. Once, basically, he, he was the guy I was chatting about in the early stages about podcasting and getting on board, and uh, we finally teed up a time to do it. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to catching up with him. We can discuss the most recent episode. We can talk to him, and it should be really good, and I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, stay tuned for that. And until then, may the force be with you. May the force be with all of us. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. We really appreciate you listening. You can find us at TMABY Podcast on Twitter or 3MABY Podcast on Instagram. We will look to bring out much more content as the weeks progress. We hope you enjoyed these Bad Batch reviews and we've got some exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks. We'll catch you all next time.